This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Winging Motown Radio. We got a special edition for you tonight as the 2018 NHL draft wraps up. We're going to talk a little bit about the Red Wings, uh, their draft picks, and uh, how, we, how we're feeling about it. Uh, so it's just going to be me, Kyle. I'll be uh, narrating the uh, the podcast for you tonight. And then uh, we've got JJ and Peter. Uh, JJ, Peter, uh, hello. Hey. Hello. Hi. Greetings. <laughs> this is great. All right, we're off to a great start. Okay, so we're talking the NHL draft. Um, obviously, a lot going on. Um, the The headline there is that the Red Wings saw a player fall to them at sixth overall uh, after months and months of people just thinking, well, it's going to be defense. We need defense. We need defense. Um, mm-hmm. Phillips Zadina fell to the Red Wings at sixth overall. And... Um, it's just something you don't really say no to when you uh, when you get a, a player like that, um, such a dynamic talent, fall right into your lap. So the uh, the general consensus among the fan base is that we made away made away like bandits, um, and then uh, especially in the first round. I mean, we're talking you know they they had Zadina fall to them, and then they had jo- uh, center Joey Valeno fall to them at 30th overall. So no defense in the first round, which I'm sure. Uh, chapped a few asses, but um, uh, who cares? I mean, you, they went with best player available, and that is never a bad plan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how do you guys feel overall about, you know, the first round? Like, obviously, I mean, we know how you feel, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, what are your what is your general thought? What, are, what do you hope uh, comes out of, you know, these two players uh, and – you know, when do you think we could see him? Um, Peter, I'll, we'll, 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 we'll talk to you first on that. Sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, going in, um, I don't, I definitely don't want to steal your moniker, but um, I think I was definitely one of the co-conductors of the uh, Quinn Hughes hype train. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Jeff was, Jeff was on board too pretty, fairly early. I think, um, you know, I started off thinking that I really wanted a defenseman. You know, I think we talked about it last time on the podcast where it's like there's a good amount of defensemen that seem to be the type of players who they could really make a huge difference for a team like us who obviously needs help uh, on the back end. So going in, I was, you know, really hoping that we could get Quinn Hughes, or if not, I was hoping for one of the other defensemen. But at the same time, I mean, I did, I, I wasn't even thinking that there, that Zadina would be available. I didn't even think that that was going to be an option. Um, so once he fell to us, I mean, that was just a no brainer. Um, he's, he's the type of player that like you kind of have to take when, when you have the option. So I was, you know, ecstatic to, to, to see that happen because, you know, in the past, we've had situations where kind of something similar has happened and 
we haven't taken the player that we we really wanted to obviously last year and it looks like you know Rasmussen could definitely turn out to be a very very good player it, you know it could be a lot better than we than we kind of thought in the immediate aftermath of that pick last year um and then Valeno I mean I'm it was the same thing. I was really, at, you know, I was thinking, okay, you know, we should probably take a defenseman with this number thirty pick, but then he just kept falling, and it was the same thing. I mean, I think between Valeno, Larkin, and Rasmussen, I mean, we have three. You know, obviously Larkin is already very, very good. Um, you know, Rasmussen has definitely shown a lot of promise, and Valeno is the type of player who could be, you know, up in, you know at least as good as Rasmussen he you know he could even be close to Larkin maybe if he if he you know kind of hits his ceiling I think so no matter what I mean I think we're really good at the center position for you know for the future so I was really really happy even though like I like you know like we talked about before I was I was really looking forward to getting a, a you know a big piece of our defensive rebuild but I mean I can't I you know <laughs> I'm I'm overjoyed with what we ended up getting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, JJ, what about you? Yeah, credit to uh, you know our good friend Jeff. Um, you know, rest in peace, Jeff. Uh, he was talking about the the concept of of possibly Zadina falling to us, and I was like, and I told him flat out, I was like, I just I don't I don't see a way that happens. Like I'm I'm not even gonna. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if it does, then uh, I don't know. I guess it, to trade back would be the move because by then, like somebody would be willing to uh, drastically overspend for that. And then, you know, everything went down like it was, and it's like I was I was going to be okay with them going ahead and taking that pick because yeah, it's that's that's exactly the kind of player. And then while I'm watching the draft and after they showed. Montreal uh, taking Kotkaniemi, they they showed Zadina in the stands, and he looked infuriated. He looked so mad. Yeah. He got to, he got pulled over, yeah. and basically that that was the selling point for me. It's like I want that kid. If he falls to him, it's <laughs> yeah, like I I'm want the kid that. who's like just yeah. pissed off on the draft floor that he just got skipped at number three, and. Uh, yeah, everything that he said since then too has really has really keyed into that. And I know that it's like it's it's weird to consider that based on that one tiny snapshot, considering that at the same level there's a tiny snapshot of consideration why Joe Valeno uh, fell to us at thirtieth overall, considering he was like ranked uh, what is high. Uh, Bob McKenzie had him at like fourteen, right? So, yeah, and a lot of that has been like a you know, tiny snapshots. So I don't know. I'll, I'll forgive myself yeah. for for snap judging on one piece and and not snap judging on the other. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think they made the right the right call. I I actually don't think there would have been a wrong call, which is super great for me there. Like, because uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if if there was a trade down possibility. I know that taking I, I feel that taking Quinn Hughes over Philip Zadina would have been a mistake. Like that would have been Yeah, that would have been a yeah. That would have been a bold move. Like a that would have been them trying to be smarter, you know, trying to basically be smarter than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, that would have basically been. felt like the like redoing the, the Chalowski pick. Um Except worse. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. 
like I, th- I think that he's got a great chance of, of starting out or at least getting the, the nine game look. Um, yeah, I'm more, I've got more promise in that concept considering that like, I think Zadina is the kind of kid who's going to drive some fan excitement. Like people are going to want to show up just to see Zadina play. And so that's going to help the Red Wings make yeah. that decision. Um, so and then like yeah, to see Valeno fall to us, yeah, you've you've got to take him. Like, Bodie, I think Bodie Wall would have been a, a good pick back then at that point too. Um, but no, like the the best player available kept dropping to the Red Wings mm-hmm. at the perfect time for it. And for once, Ken Holland didn't try to to outsmart the board rather than. Yeah, take advantage of of the way the board's gone and and go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, Zadina should get a look in the NHL, um, but I don't know. I, it, it really just depends. Um, I think they'll definitely do the nine game thing, and I think they're going to do the nine game thing with Rasmussen as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like if if you're gonna, I don't know. I feel like they should just put. Zadina in the NHL right away and just let him let him go um just because I don't know like I hate the QMJHL so whatever um but also like I mean the thing about Valeno is like he came in like he was one of like three or four players who were was permitted you know to play in the CHL at at 15 years old the other players were Tavares uh Ekblad and uh I can't remember the other McDavid um you know, he was at one point an extremely lauded like prospect, like you know the next possible number one or you know top pick. Um, and the reason why he fell so hard is because he started this season at uh, with St. John's. Uh, he you know he was only a point per game player. That's why he fell because. He was a point per game player, and he had—I think he had some injuries or something like that. But when he made when he was traded to Drummondville, he just like you know just like kind of hit another another level and and just tore it up. So I think you know he's gonna probably see his time in the in junior leagues. He'll probably play it. Well, they'll probably play him out there, um, and then you know move him on the the regular the regular path of development. You know through the AHL and all that. So. I think it's a great pick. I, I, I'm really excited. Uh, I hope that he basically just turns into, I mean, you know, there a lot of people have kind of said he kind of looks, plays like Larkin does. So, um, you know, I would, I would really, that would be great if that happened. Um, and then as Zadina, I mean, I've heard everything from Marian Hosa to Vladimir Tarasenko and uh, either one would be great, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah, kind of right. can't go wrong um, there, right? So, <laughs> obviously, a lot of excitement, and uh, I think the Red Wings should just really market the sh- shit out of this and just <laughs> put them in, throw them in, and uh, embrace it. And uh, you know, I'm, fans definitely aren't going to complain. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I thought was really cool is I like I think in the in our comments, but in, and on Twitter too, on my timeline, I see you know, a good amount of people that are basically like, what number is Adina? Because I want to oh, get yeah. his jersey right now. You know, so there's definitely a lot of excitement for uh, sure around this pick. I hope, uh, I don't, I don't want him to wear yeah. 11 though in the NHL. I hope he, I want him to, I want him to wear like 
I don't know. Ninety-one. I know you. I knew you were gonna say that. You left it open for me. I had to. <laughs> I know. I know. But I would like. I would like a number in the nineties. I would like. I would like a number in the nineties because I don't know. Nineties just look good. Um, uh, uh, ninety-one. Whatever. I don't think that's gonna happen. But anyways, uh, moving along to kind of looking at other. Uh, you know, draft topics. Uh, obviously, the Red Wings uh, had a had a couple of picks in the second round. Um, with those, they took uh, Swedish winger Jonathan Bergeron and uh, defenseman uh, Jared McIsaac. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism over the Bergeron uh, pick um, because, again, it was not a defenseman, um, and they didn't take Bode Wild. Uh, Bergen is, uh, you know, in, in a lot of mock drafts and in a lot of scouts had him going pretty much where the Red Wings took him or maybe late in the first round. Um, you know, they, they are very, they really felt, you know, Hakan Anderson said that he just loves his game. He thinks he's kind of like Victor Arvidsson. Uh, and Arvidsson, I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy who, you know, back-to-back, you'll, well, you know, 30-goal scorer, so... You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Bergeron, but he's got a really good shot. He's a great skater, and you know, he's not a big kid, but uh, you know, he's got a lot of skill. So, I I don't mind the pick at all. And then you know, they took McIsaac, which I feel like most people are kind of meh on McIsaac. Uh, he's you know got a lot of development left, but um, I don't think it was I don't think it was off the board by any means. Maybe a little bit off the board, but you know, we're not talking like you know uh, like you know. <laughs> taking Barrett Hayden fifth overall <laughs> off the board, you know, that, that was off the board. Um, so I, I honestly, with the top four picks, I feel really good. And even if you were to, even if you were to yeah. take out Zadina and uh, 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 if we're just looking at the second round picks, I, I feel good about them too. I mean, it, it was another case of where they didn't try to get smart over everybody else. They just, they took with, you know, they kind of, you know, stick to best player available. And it's, uh, I, I think that was, it was a really uh, um, refreshing thing to see after the last couple of drafts, because it feels like they kind of have been meaning towards the, well, we're just going to go off the board and then just try it out, outsmart everybody. Um, JJ, your reaction to the second round. Uh, the second round is like the last round where there were anybody that I had actually heard of. So um, <laughs> Yeah, the Bergeron pick really surprised me. Um, but after reading more on it, I was like, I, I'm I'm really happy with it. And then, like, I had no idea what happened with with Bodie Wild in, in terms of like the off ice yeah. issues until they started talking about it on the, the NHL Network coverage. Which, quick aside, NHL mm-hmm. Network coverage of this draft sucked ass. It, it was, yeah, it was absolutely bad. terrible. Oh, it was um, awful. Not having a live ticker like during the commercials or just yeah, like cutting off horrendous. the horrendous. It was that was garbage. But sorry, um, <laughs> the the burger and pick like yeah, it, it caught me by surprise. The 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 Bode Wild thing was like that also caught me by surprise. And McIsaac was probably like the one. And I'll I'll tell you like I had no idea about Jared McIsaac until we ran uh, E Dubs. Uh, profile yeah. on him, and, and I thought that much to to Edub's credit, like he did a lot of a lot of good work of pointing out like the negatives because in a lot of the draft pro- profiles you get like, oh, this kid does this great, this kid does this great, and the yeah. the downsides get really really downplayed. But I read the, like mm-hmm. there are questions about his hockey IQ, and that's like a huge red flag for me. So 
I'll, yeah. I'll admit, like, not being uh, terribly thrilled with that. But then, like, the more <clears throat> I, I got into it and, and I read about him and, uh, you know, I heard the, the comparison, like, he's like Mark Edward Vlasic with, like, more offensive upside is yeah was, I mean uh, yeah the comparison I, I, that, I saw that would be I, I like that, that would I, be, I really like that comparison so uh sticking with the positives I I think that McIsaac is plus I I also totally unaware that he had, that he had played with Noah Dobson um yeah so it's like there's that whole like Weber suitor who's really driving the bus consideration there as well that that's intriguing to me. So I'm, I'm going to keep my eye out on on that one. I've, I've got my doubts about it, but nothing, nothing that makes me think it's like, Oh, that was, that was terrible. I I think that they actually probably took like the safest of all the the defensive prospects that were left over at that time um, with the McIsaac pick. And, and I like it. When did he, when did he play with Dobson at the world junior or something? Am I misremembering it? Am I wrong? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because Noah Dobson plays with Akadi, um, and he plays for the Titan. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe they played together in Team Canada. I don't know. Um, I, I definitely, I don't think they played together in the Quebec League, though. Yep, nope, probably not. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, uh, irrelevant. Um, but that is a good. That is a good. I I think the Mark Edward Vlasic thing is a good comparison. I don't know about more offensive. I mean, I, but I do see like the the definite like kind of well rounded defenseman. Like you know, not flashy, not going to wow you, but just plays a really strong game. Um, you know, I, I I like the pick. Uh, you know, maybe they went off a little bit off the board there, but the and going on to Bode Wild. Um, it, I know that I we don't know specifics, but I know that he did burned some bridges when he decommitted from the University of Michigan. Um, and I think that might have gone hand-in-hand hand with not only the University of Michigan, but also USA Hockey. Because I think he wants to go – I think I read somewhere that he wants to go Junior League Hockey or something like that. Um, so, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. outside of that, I don't know. But um, – I'm fine with them just not it, I, I'm not really hung up on them not taking it uh, uh, Peter uh, what about you yeah I think um, I mean I know I know obviously he's not like the be all end all but like you know Corey Prime mm-hmm. is a pretty hard grader when it comes to this stuff and uh, you know he gave us an A minus and uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing but basically he said you know they had a massive day one which is you know obvious but then you know he's, he said uh, Bergman is also a high upside player um, and you know that's you know, when he does his rankings, you know, yeah. he's he's really valuing upside uh, kind of more than safer picks. Um, and then even about McIsaac, he says, you know, he says the picks after I was less enthusiastic. He says McIsaac is fine. 36 is a little high for me. Um, but it wasn't like he was like, you know, this is a horrible pick. So, I mean, I think just with the first three or, you know, first three picks, definitely. And I think you can add on that fourth pick, you know, just with those four picks, I think. You know, we had a really good draft, regardless of if anybody else pans out. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I was looking while you guys were talking and, you know, for the, you know, for most of the players, we had a, uh, you know, a poll 
and you know a lot of them were you know really positive and the the Bergen one it was it was the lowest one of the first few picks but it was still 78 22 it was still pretty high um and i i do i do think that the reason that people might have not been as happy with this pick is just because they went into the draft, you know, kind of like I did thinking, okay, we're going to get a defenseman, you know, early. And then it was like, okay, it's, you know, we got a forward, you know, we got, we got a, we got a a winger, we got a center, it's defenseman time. And then it was like, not a defenseman. And so like, like, I do think that that's part of it. Um, I mean, obviously like, you know, people can not like the pick. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion, but like, like, I do think that that's some of the kind of, I don't even know if I want to use discontent because like there's a lot of people who said like I don't love this like I would have liked to get another player but like this player still seems pretty good so I mean I think you know like I said before I think the first three picks are definite definite wins for us and I think that fourth pick could definitely look really good um, and who you know who knows about the other ones I mean you start to kind of get into the crapshoot territory at that point especially with with goalies but you know we'll see yeah absolutely yeah. I think that yeah I I, I think they. Uh, they're kind of just, I don't know. I, I don't know if they were just sticking the best player available or if they really just wanted to take these guys before anybody else took them because they wouldn't have gotten a chance to take Vikaizic or Bergeron in the third round. So, you know, right. I, I, I don't yeah. know. There were no other players that really jumped out to me and said, you absolutely need to take these guys now. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with both second-round picks, um, and uh, I hope that they turn into all-stars and make everybody – shut up um i hope that for everything so i guess like more now moving along um to you know the next the next topic of the draft and that is um kind of the the later round picks i mean i i have very limited uh knowledge on a lot of these players um that the one that i think stands out the most to me is alec regula um kid who's from uh, West Bloomfield, Michigan, just which is Metro Detroit. Um, his dad was the team dentist for the Red Wings. Um, and uh, the, another thing, like we were talking, uh, like JJ said, you know, the Ryan Suter, uh, Shea Weber, who's driving the bus kind of thing. Uh, Regula played with, uh, he, he, was, uh, he was paired with uh, Evan Bouchard. They played together. Um, which is really weird because they're both right shooting defense and I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but um, there is an interest. That's an interesting thing there. I mean, his numbers weren't huge, but uh, regular, you know, they're they're He's a big kid. He skates really well. Um, and he's just got a massive shot. Um, that's an interest. That's an interesting pick for me. Um, I really, you know, one of those picks where, you know, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe, you know, he was a, a big contributor to Evan Bouchard's uh, big offensive, you know, you know, flurry. Because the the way the OHL is, um, you know, so so often players will put up big numbers, but that's because of who they're playing with. I mean, the OHL is such an open league. I mean, you know, look at the players. I mean, like, who's the last one? Like Dave Boland, like scored like. 120 points one season in the OHL. It's just like, you know, it, it is various. It's very strange league, but um, I think that regular that's that's an interesting pick, and I, I I I'm I'm excited to see how he, you know, does this upcoming season, especially if Bouchard isn't going to be there, which that I guess that could happen. 
So yeah, yeah actually, now I that you mentioned like it, that that is what I was thinking. It was it was, oh, was it? Bouchard. It was not McIsaac. I have no idea where McIsaac Dobson came out. So I apologize for, yeah, okay. for being oh, entirely okay. wrong about that. <laughs> I'm proud of you for admitting. Don't let her, don't let her I'm proud of you for admitting that you were wrong. Yeah, I mean, Mark, a momentous occasion. It'll never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and then also the Red Wing took a couple. The Red Wings took a couple of goalies. Uh, don't know anything about any of them. They're both from Sweden. Never heard their names before. Um, another guy, another pick that I really, really like is this, this, uh, this teeny tiny Finnish center that they took. Uh, Otto, uh, what's his last name? I can't remember the last name. God damn. Uh, uh, Otto uh, Kivinaki. yeah. Thank you. We are all experts here. We remember yeah. their names. Um, yep. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's a seventh round pick. Who cares? But <laughs> I just, it's so funny that he's so small. He's 5'8", 137 pounds. Like, it is so not what the Red Wings have been doing the past, like, four seasons in the draft. Like, this this like teeny tiny center who's you know I watched some video on him and he's really fast and I mean so maybe maybe they're just kind of you know I think someone someone said it in the comments like I I like this pick because it's such a moonshot that why yeah. why not why not just you know just you know just try and toss one up here and see what happens uh, yeah. I think that'll be that that'll be fun. Um, Let's see, uh, Peter. Do you have any uh, any other players that uh, maybe possibly that went in the later rounds that you might uh, that you feel good about now, now that we have had a few days to kind of look over the picks and uh, research the players? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I I I do definitely like the uh, like like the regular pick um, because he is. He's, you know, he's a bigger defensive, but he's also mobile. And, I mean, that's that's what I want. You know, I want defensemen that can move, uh, you know, obviously. But, you know, the, you know the, that can skate well, that can move the puck. Um, and so, you know, for me, the more the more of them you get, you know, get in your system, I think the better. Um, also, I think, uh, you know, assuming he, he eventually makes the team, uh, regular is going to give J.J. a lot of oh, – yeah. uh, a lot of fodder, fodder for uh, for headlines and Don't yeah stuff lines, like that. Yeah. Also, I mean Ryan O'Reilly, same thing. Oh yeah, um, I mean when they, when they announced they took yeah. took Ryan O'Reilly, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, like the the only other thing I really have is that the um uh, the, the 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 second goalie they took, Victor Braxton, he does sound like a. A, uh, a a player from the bad team in a Mighty Ducks movie. So uh, that's the goalie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Victor yeah. Bradstrom. I don't know. He just kind of has that like movie sports sports villain yeah, name. That that know. will be that will be that will be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Who knows if he ever comes to the, the NHL? But yeah, <laughs> he's an overager, so he's uh he's pretty far along in his development already. Uh, JJ, I know that you are just a a wealth of knowledge in the, in the draft. So who did you like in the late, late rounds? <laughs> no, I, I agree with the, the Otto von tiny kid thing. Um, <laughs> I at this point, like I'm actually hoping that he finds a way to get smaller and better. <laughs> like in a couple of years, he's five, two and weighs 95 pounds, but like nobody can touch him. That's just 
what I want to have happen. And like, we got him in the seventh round. Oh my God. And then it'll just be just fodder for all the, the hatred for people who like, ah, oh, yeah, Ken Holland lucked into Henrik Zetterberg as a seventh rounder. Right. You know, all, all that shit. It's like, ah, we got, we got Otto von Tiny kid. Whoa. Who's just tearing it up. <laughs> and I promise by then I'll remember his actual last name. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Ryan O'Reilly pick, I'm, I'm really pulling for, especially if we continue to do the yearly Red Wings donut from Tim Hortons, because um, that'll be a party yeah. worth that'll be a party yeah. worth crashing. Um, yeah. the, the regular jokes will be a, a continuous thing that you can count on like clockwork. And like literally, I'm just making jokes. This I, I have no idea. Like, and I'm trying to tie. I'm trying to figure out if this is a case of, like, in previous years, I've paid a lot more attention and a lot more of the research on the kids that we took in like the fifth and sixth round. Um, yeah. Just because it's like, you know, there's still the mystique about the the Ken Holland late late round steals and. Yeah. But I, I don't know how much of it is also tied into, like, I'm so excited about Zadina and Valeno and, like, our yeah. actual, like, blue chip kids that it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. care about some guy named Bradstrom. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it really it really does, like, the Red Wings have never had a prospect on, like, this, like, level. Um, I mean, yes, you can say... Um, I mean, Mantha was there, uh, but Mantha was not there when they took him. He was not projected to be what he did the season after, you know, like because they took him at 19th overall, uh, you know, big power winger scorer. And then the next season in the junior leagues, he scored 81 goals in 81 games. Like, you know, it wasn't, you know, now it's like, well, you've got a kid who's coming off of uh, a rookie season in the QMJHL with like, jaw-dropping numbers i mean he you know he led all rookies in scoring he was in the top 10 scoring you know 40 plus goals as a rookie um he was named the you know uh best professional prospect in the league um you know so there's a lot to like there and uh i don't think the red wings uh, at least not in my not not in my time have they haven't had a you know like a true elite prospect like this before so um it, it isn't crazy to think that this could be, a, you know, if it does pan out and he does turn into a really good NHLer, um, it, it could really, it really does kind of, you know, re, you know, it, it, the rebuild. I mean, a player like that makes a rebuild much shorter. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, but I think um, we'll just we'll just have to see. I just I'm just really excited to see him play. You know. Uh, I'm just excited to see him in camp yeah. and stuff like that. I'm going to try and make it out there next weekend to go see him. Um, but uh, back on uh, Otto uh, Von Tiny, um, the, uh, it, what's funny about that is, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Pavel Datsuk was, like, 140 pounds when they drafted him. Because I think that was, like, his thing is he was super small. Um, I think I, – I might be way wrong. I don't know. I Pavel Datsuk has been gone for what – for ages now, so I don't even really know. But um, yeah, maybe Otto von Tiny is uh, the next uh, Magic Band. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That would be great. Um, let's see here. So, 
kind of going around back. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the draft, tr- the trade that they made during the draft. Um, they traded uh, one of their sixth-round picks, the first one, for essentially with Columbus for a fifth-round pick next year. So, and and you know they went the, the pick was at one fifty-nine, and their next pick was at one sixty. So essentially, they lost one draft pick, you know, one pick higher than the one they had, you know, another pick they had in that same round for basically a, an earlier pick next year. Um, and I mean, it's not a wowing move, but it's a, one of those things where it's like, yeah, why not? I'd, I'd do that. That's a, yeah, I'll move up. I mean, you know, if, it, you know, I mean, I, I feel like most people think that that's just a smart decision, but it, it kind of brought on a, an interesting quick topic that I, I would want to pick. So if the Red Wings this season, this, this draft were offered like a first round pick next year for 33 and 36, would you do it? Because it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, like at first you're like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But then at the same time, it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> you're talking about two really early second round picks. I mean, you know, if, if a team comes to you and says, hey, give us those two picks right now and you've got our first round pick next year, no, no lottery protection, nothing. I think it depends very heavily depend on the on team. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Ottawa, yeah, sure. <laughs> Although actually, they can't because they already gave it to Colorado. Yep, they did. And that's going to be hilarious when they win the lottery. Actually, no, 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 when they come in second in the lottery and we win the lottery. Yes, yes. I, would, I, I almost made a horrible mistake there. Let's pretend. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would. I if like so if the. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like a team like. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights might be a good one. <laughs> but who knows? But it's an interesting topic. I don't think yeah. I would. I don't think I would, but it would be something where I would probably have to think about it real hard because, you know, another first round pick is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Can't say no to that. You guys feel the same way? Yeah. I think I think again it would, it would depend on the team. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, I I do think it would be a hard choice. I mean, obviously some teams would be, in my opinion, a, a lot easier of a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it was like, you know, I think I think Winnipeg's probably going to be pretty darn good again next year. So if it was Winnipeg, I'd be like, well, that's probably going to be a pretty late one. So I'd probably say no to that one. But hmm. if it was a team I thought was going to be maybe in the top half, yeah. Yeah, if it was a team who was going to be in the top half, I, I, if I knew that, then it would be a much easier decision. Yeah. So. Okay, well, um, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in the uh, uh, – or the draft or, the, or else we could just, you know, move along to our, uh, you know, our reader questions. Who is the biggest loser in the draft for you, Kyle? Um, I got to say – and I think it's going to – and I don't know. This is just me right now, but I think Arizona – I mean, I don't know. Like, they took Barrett Hayton at fifth overall. I mean, he was supposed to be a pick in, like, the 20s. You know, they passed on Zadina, all the good defensemen. That's just a dumb move. He, they're definitely up there. Um, yeah. That and, you know, obviously it's going to be the Flames – they're the biggest loser in the draft this year. Yeah. They they 
I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah, no, that, that that that's a that's a bad trade. <laughs> and I don't know if you can even count it because it wasn't, you know, draft. It was on the it was on draft. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another name that might come to mind. I don't know. I think I think those are the two ones. You guys, what about you guys? I mean, like, there's a couple teams that like just didn't have a lot of picks, right? Yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, you can't. Nashville, I think, is one. Yeah, right? I mean, I think Anaheim had a pretty bad draft overall. Yeah, they they never really have a good draft. It seems. I think. Yeah, and I, I, I think Calgary especially, I mean, even if you take out the trade, because wasn't it they didn't have a, a pick for the first three rounds? You yeah. know, so you take that, and then you add on the trade, if you know if you're going to count the trade. Which, yeah. which I, I mean, they had like a, a – yeah. the, the Flames had like a nightmare weekend. It was pretty yeah. much worst case scenario for them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I just looked at it. Like, Na- Nashville didn't pick until yeah. 111. You know, so that's – you know, just just by expected value of the picks, I mean, it's going to be pretty unlikely that they get a good player out of this draft. Although, you know, you, you never know, but pretty yeah. unlikely. And then it, the winners, uh, in my eyes, uh, the biggest winners, the New York Islanders, uh, followed by us in Carolina, I guess you could say. I think Carolina obviously had a great draft because they got an NHL-ready scoring winger in Andrei Svechnikov, and then they got a top pairing, they, like a potential number one defenseman in Dougie Hamilton. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. They, they did something. They had themselves a real good weekend. I mean, as, as long as Carolina has, uh, you know, museums, yeah, that's enough true. museums to keep them that's occupied. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am not well versed in the uh, museum culture in, in Carolina. Yeah. So. By the way, I found uh, a article from 1998 mm-hmm. uh, from Hockey's Future I'm sorry it was in 1999 that had Pavel Datsyuk listed as 180 pounds so okay I was way off then <laughs> I don't know why I thought that <laughs> but I did but I was wrong and that will be the last I mean, time the knock on him like the, the throughout the entire early portion of his career was that he was tiny yeah, because like he, if he weighed 180 in his rookie season, he didn't look like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a different kind of era in the NHL too. It's like small players were just not a thing. <laughs> yeah, and he like and he got yeah. pushed off the puck really easily back then too. So. Yeah. That's actually part of the reason. Like going back to Zadina real quick, like he's listed as six one two hundred, which is a big body for like that's a good. Uh, weight to height ratio like he's at six one. he's technically like he's basically average height um he's a little bit smaller than than nhl average but i yeah. think it's i think defensemen uh, actually skew that average up a little bit i think the average forward is is closer to six one um but yeah. already being 200 pounds at that weight and is obviously like i mean you'll find lots of 18 year olds who are six one 200 pounds but not a lot that are you know capable of going uh, top 10 in the NHL draft. So it's not like he's a fat kid. Um, but yeah, it's, that's, that's where like, I, I actually do care more about like size. Cause a lot of people are like, they get 
so caught up on height. Like, oh, he's, he's six foot six. He's got the long reach. I, I don't care about that as much as I care about, like, thickness. Like, which is why, like, I don't care about yeah. – I'm not as worried about, you know, Joe Hicketts being short because the guy, he's, he's stocky as shit. He's very, very solid. Uh, I believe I called him an oak stump the other yeah. day. <laughs> so that's uh, – that's that's what I love about Zidane and why I like the, the comparisons to, to Hosa and Tarasenko because those are two guys that are also like – they're just beefy guys. They're really hard to move off the puck because of that. So hooray for being excited about Zadina again and just dragging it right back to talking about him. We can move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I'm in, yeah. I'm in love. That's okay. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're all, we're all very excited for um, – Large check, son. It's, it's going to be great. Um, all right. So, I mean, I guess we can move on to some of the reader questions now, um, which I guess, JJ, we'll just let you do it because you always do it. Hey, everybody. This is Peter. Um, so there was an issue last night with the recording of the reader question segment. So, um, unfortunately, we uh, we don't have that audio for you. Um, so, basically, you're just going to hear it cut to the end of the uh, podcast episode, but what we're going to do is we are going to uh, post a an article on the wingingitinmotown.com website. So if you go on there, we will um, you'll be able to see basically what we said about the the uh, the reader questions that you asked. So again, sorry um, it was a mistake, but obviously it's something that we will do everything possible to avoid happening again. All right, thanks for listening. All right, um, yeah, so. Obviously, an exciting draft. We're looking forward to the season. Looking forward to what these kids have. So, uh, I guess we'll just lead out tonight with or today with a, you know, final hockey-related thoughts. Um, Peter, go first. Feels good to be happy after a draft. <laughs> mm. uh, JJ. Ah, that was my thought. Like I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> excited for the rest of the summer right now. And I want to remember this uh, for when July first hits, because I don't know how much happy, how how happy I'm going to be then. No, no, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm not looking forward to it. Um, all right, uh, my final hockey related thought is that uh, Philip Zadina's nickname is going to be Zaddy. Okay, uh, Zaddy is isn't that isn't that like a, a word for like well put together man like. Like fashionable, it kind of sounds like daddy. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Zaddy, Z A D D Y. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna call him that. I'm gonna call him Publishers Clearinghouse because he's a big check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, ending on that note, uh, for JJ, for Peter, for Kyle, uh, myself, Kyle, uh, I am Kyle. Um, thank you for tuning in, and we will. Well, I guess you'll, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good Bye. one. Bye.